The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Right, is, okay, raise your hand if you're sweating. I got, oh, Jesus. All the hands go up. <laughs> all all the hands. hands all hands the up. hands go up. Um, It's horm. Yeah. It's horm. As um, my grandfather would have said, it's hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. It, bro. Which your is grandpa weird. Your, awesome. It your, paints your, a picture, doesn't it? That's weird. Your grandpa's from Alabama. I didn't uh, know no, that. that's just how I do his voice. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of embellishment. He was like an angry East Coast guy. My grandpa would Former just Marine. beat us with a nickel sock. Well, yeah. Yeah, he was a good man. Yeah. He was a disciplinarian. For the time? He was <laughs> a hero. He hit me with an axe handle. Yeah. Hey, at the time, if he beat you but didn't fuck you, he's a hero. Yeah. Well, that or vice versa. But if he did both, monster. He, yeah. You can pretty much count on both. Well, <laughs> we're not super used to like 80 degree humidity and... Colorado, because no. that's not a thing that so, happens. Nope. I'm glad, at least at this point, where we are recording right now, uh, climate change has been debunked. Yeah. <laughs> Officially debunked, everyone. I, congratulations. Um, it's always 107 degrees in London, because everybody looks at London for the heat index. Um, that's very important. Uh, it's This is bananas. Uh, California's on fire. There's still climate change deniers, which I'm. I would really, really, if you, it, it, you guys listening, if you know anybody that's a climate change denier, can you please give us their information so we can contact them I'm and bring one. them on the fucking program? I'll tell you what, please. you could show me please. all the science you need. All I need to know is, gay marriage goes up, so's the heat. God's killing us for our sins. So Sean's grandfather also is homophobic and racist. Yeah, no, that that's wasn't the same were the voices guy. that similar? No, that's I was. I, that was guy. just me doing every person in Florida, male or female, uh, not my grandfather's voice again. I'm sorry if they mixed together. Or Aztec, same thing. Florida um, West or Dolores, it's pretty, pretty similar. It's pretty yeah. similar. Man. It's like Florida, except there's less titties. It's yeah, a lot of titties in Florida. There's titties in Aztec. I mean, they are, but they generally but hang around the ankles. Do you want them being shown to you, oh, sir? No. Oh, nobody, no. Nobody need them oh, A and W steak finger titties. <laughs> oh no my thanks, God, dude. Thank you, ma'am, but no thanks. <laughs> Somebody's got some Capicola. Oh. All right, free, it free, paints free, a picture, doesn't it? For you cured meat fans out there, put two and two together. Okay, thanks. Um, but we are here. If you haven't noticed, there's a third person with us. Hi. We will, we will introduce him at a later date. We'll address it. We will ah, they address it. Know. Um, they know. We have officially ended, for now, the last of the January 6th, or as the cool kids say, J6, committee. 
Um, it's done now. There have Do been they eight. Really say that? No, Aaron says people that. People say okay. that. Aaron, okay. Aaron okay. made that. People are talking. People say stuff. <laughs> I've heard people. Um, yeah, we've just ended that. Steve Bannon has been charged officially with contempt of court. Tried to wiggle his fat Jabba. What did you call him? One of the Harkonnens? No, he's Baron Harkonnen. I was yeah. like, has he been charged with trying to kill the Atreides family? <laughs> yeah, he got charged with trying... <laughs> They had him earlier for trying to call kill Sting. They dropped oh, that shit. Yeah, and now they're going after him for because he thought he was Fade. Yeah, <laughs> Fade Rautha. <laughs> fade Rautha. Okay, so we've already bored. let's get in the Dune weeds. We've already yeah. bored everybody with Dune references. Um, but no, uh, that fat, miserable, grifting, useless piece of shit is going to see bars, brother. Bars, not like we say bars. Like, but will guys have he, hot though? bars. No, he won't. He'll he he he, he will. will tie that up in court until he's dead, which he is like five tie, years because he's so fat and unhealthy. The DOJ, my dude. This oh, ain't you civil can't, court. That you so you can't just no, like do appeal after no. you can't uh, you can't Joe Francis it. You can't you can, fucking girls gone wild it and just right. like escape to Mexico and what is serve margaritas right? to the Kardashians. What and is it's that okay? guy doing right now? He dude he so I there is a wonderful documentary series on Hulu right now that's like about douchebags like him and people that are criminals and I at the end of it it's like he pretty much when he was getting hit with charges and was supposed to see fucking actual consequences he just like absconded to Mexico. Nobody will um, extradite him. And he's just running this like fancy fucking resort that he created for himself. And like the Kardashians and all these other rich folks that are friends with him still hang out there and shit. It's, that's weird. He's a fucking rapist, like a literal rape, like child rapist. That's very strange because Mexico will extradite your shit immediately. Like it's very Mexico. Unless, is not safe. unless you've got enough money to be paying everybody. Yeah. Paying the government. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that used to be something back in the fifties. I'm going to drive to Mexico like Christopher cross. Cause he rides like the wind. Like yep. to be free again. Yeah. Um, well, and usually, Joe, you know, I used to like Joe Francis because only I used to kind of like Joe Francis. Cause I was like, he was a genius. How could he make something I could, ma- how could he make an infomercial? I could <laughs> masturbate to, because like OxyClean, no. The guy with the ShamWow, no. But this shit was free on TV after 10 p.m. on every cable network. It was just fucking pretty much Bruh, softcore porn with the nipples covered. You up. were rubbing one out to Flo from fucking Progressive, dog. You Dude, would rub yourself Flo's out. Flo's fairly anything. recent, man. See what I mean? Flo doesn't do it enough Have for you me. Seen now her? I need to see like donkeys and choking and Have all sorts of things. Have you seen her face lately? Not that recent. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> That's uh, why they put John Hammond. They needed somebody a little more feminine. So are we talking about the fact basically that if you have money, yeah, you, you can get just, away with shit. If you have money in Mexico, you can fucking hide wherever the fuck you want. So Daniel Schneid, Snyder, Snyder, the Snyder, the, the Schneider, Washington football club, the Washington, well, the, the commies, the commies, I call oh, them the they're commies, called the commanders yeah, now, the, the owner commies. of the commanders. He was supposed to be delivered a congressional subpoena 30 days ago. Interesting. But he has decided to just live on his yacht in international waters. Oh, of too. course. And that, you know what? I, I hate the fact that that's true. Totally legit. There's like, a, keep him out in the he ocean. Just can't, <laughs> he just can't dock anywhere. Anywhere right? that, well, well, when you're that rich, shit gets brought to you. 
Yeah. You don't go to shit. So he can sit out in the middle of the ocean in, you know, fucking forever in perpetuity and just get like. You got my blue chews? You know? <laughs> Better have my blue chews in there with just the like grapefruits and the. 55 gallon barrels of lube and fucking <laughs> just having at it. Because that guy is facing. Sexual misconduct charges. Yeah. He's facing more than one, right? Um, fraud so, charges. Okay. He actually defrauded the National Football League owners. Yeah, they don't like that. Out of a bunch of money. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, shit was forthcoming. And mm. now he's just like, eh, I'll just go live on my boat. Yeah. He's probably getting guys. delivered all sorts of fucking, like the underground shit you never, like us normal people never hear. You get a Bangkok boy box. You ever heard of that shit? No. It's a what box. It's like a happening? box with a bunch of glory holes in it, and they've just stuffed it with like three or four <laughs> kids from Thailand. What? The Bangkok boy box. You never heard about this shit? Shut up. Dude, it, okay, there was the Bangkok boy box, and then its biggest competitor are was they, the Cambodian they, kid container. Are they? And they were both like trying to like, they the Cambodian kid container made it more like one of those hamster things where they could run around. They had better they, exercise. I okay, that's all a joke. Me and Bustos came up with this idea at Denny's when we were like 17, and he drew it out on napkins at Denny's. I, I, <laughs> when I came up with this horrible, I horrible think, joke. Uh, they're going to they're gonna open for Uncle Cracker at the Cortez <laughs> State Fair. Bangkok Boy uh, Box. Yeah, Bangkok totally. Boy Box. Great name. Uh, <laughs> no, those guys shred. Those guys fucking shred. You know yeah. what? Not a big fan of the genre, no, but no. those guys can play this. And, and, and they used to say, no way that a harp could be in a metal band, but they proved us wrong. Yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Sean yeah. is back. You guys Sean's gave back. me Fernet, you pieces of shit. Yeah. Well, I, I thought I was going to sip some whiskey and we go to El Moro and you're like, here's a gin and tonic that I never drink. Really? Here's a well, fucking Mariah pours a goddamn half liter of that is fucking not Fernet be my, from the truth. Well, no, because uh, she, she knows where to pour it in the glasses that are nor- normally meant for it, but they're out of them. So she gives me a neat glass and you could tell she eyeballed it. She eyeballed it favorably. I know. Yeah, it's a one I, and a two and a. That was a three ouncer for sure. Yeah. They they have fulls or halves, and they usually ask you. They don't ask us because well, our answer is like. They also have jiggers. Like you can measure the fernet. Like it is possible. Can you measure even out of a tap? Can, can you measure yeah, fernet? Just saying. I've done it. You just know what? Do you like to measure out your detergent when you wash things? Um, Major? Really. <laughs> he said major because it's an old, old motherfucker. It's Western United States old motherfucker thing. My grandma used to say wash and major all the time. Wash, <laughs> I love. Measure. You said major, though. I know. I like I it. it. It's adorable. He, he also Never s- stop saying major. He also says swatter and malk. You say malk? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. No. <laughs> I do say caramel. There's another great band Instead name. Sweater milk. Yeah. I have a real issue with people saying caramel. caramel? It makes me nuts. Because you pronounce every letter. Caramel. Yeah. Caramel. People are like, caramel. That's got caramel. <laughs> well, like, oh, my God. Well, you were, the, you were in the 80s, you were Caramello's number one customer when you were a fat this shit. This is true. So Sorry. that's why you're like, I'm Sorry. used to saying caramel. I'm trying oh. to return to form. <laughs> he, used to, he used to drink chocolate. <laughs> you were a consultant when they made the whatchamacallit, right? I thought you for sure. <laughs> he used to drink Yoo-Hoo through a Caramello straw. <laughs> It was a sight to behold. Dude, no no joke. Some real fat guy shit. My stepmom taught us when we were oh, kids to, to drink Dr. Pepper through a red vine and you bite the yes. ends off of it. And it's delightful. That's old Is school. that old school shit? Yeah. It, well, she's from yeah. the 80s. That's red vine will dissolve. How it will. Yeah. If yeah. you let it. Eventually. Yeah. It's going to. 
Not if you crush DP like I do, bro. Compromised eventually. (laughs) That's not a Mr. Pibb straw. (laughs) With Mr. Pibb, you use Twizzlers. You gotta. But with Dr. Pepper, it's tough. Twizzlers are solid, man. Twizzlers, Twizzlers don't have a hole in the middle. They hold up. They hold. We grew up in New Mexico with a Twizzler factory. Really? That's where it is. Yeah, there was a factory. Explains a lot, doesn't it, Aaron? (laughs) No, we would literally go. They they would throw out tons and tons of Twizzlers, and you could just go. Pick up boxes of that shit. Wonder what that Shut campaign up, was like dude. to get businesses like, do you want a waxy facsimile that's far inferior? Come to New Mexico, we'll make it for you. I enjoy Twizzlers. Oh, so. you're one of those. I'm one of the few. So I like my wife both. loves Twizzlers. I love Red Vines, and never the two shall meet. So we have them separate stashes. At the well, house. didn't she used to put ketchup on pancakes when she was like three, dude? Okay. She was three. That's, she wanted ketchup on her pancakes. The fact that her parents still, allowed that. That's Dude, still. so her parents had four. Like, she has four older brothers that are so much older than her. She's like this surprise young baby. So they were just like, dude, whatever. Like, fucking, we've dealt with they the just four not a pack of lucky strikes at <laughs> yeah. her. And just like, dude, she's fucking this. Uh, we don't have the energy for this fifth kid that came super late. <laughs> I love you, Don and Carla. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm joking. You guys did a fantastic job. Friends of the podcast, Don and Carla. Yeah. Guys. You know what's about to happen. It's already happening. Chaos. It's like you're in the middle of a crime and you don't know what to do. You look left, you look right. Nothing's happening. You just freeze. That's what the whiskey reel does for your insides. That's what we like. (laughs) Welcome back to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel. We are chilling here high in Cloud City. And as heat rises, we are hotter than you. Um, it could be that or our weight and age. We are very warm. It's all of it. Um, we're, <laughs> we're all more padded than we were yeah. a year ago. Amen. We are yeah. sitting here. Porkins was always sweating and he was way up in space. <laughs> like they never got a shot of that fucker not sweating his balls off in the next week. We are about to launch into another episode of this lovely podcast. Your favorite podcast, by the way. I know that because you've said as much. Rex was at the bank today and was greeted with, hey, Rex. Oh, wow. That's fun. Whoa. So, so guess what? The Nate Just drop her name finally. Everybody knows no. who she is. No. It, you're ruining brand. You're a marketing guy. What are you talking <laughs> about? No, I mean, not drop, but you could like. And it's the, it's see, not your name to the drop. Bank. You're right. That's true. Sean Moriarty. Well, um, you dropped it last episode, and then I had to tell this motherfucker that no, he let I it slide. No, I told him to cut it. He never wrote it and down. No, he did, and then I found it. I listened to yeah. it, and then I told him, and then he cut it, so you're it's welcome. Fine. You're welcome, know, Rex. If you know, you know. If you don't know, now you know. Now there you, know. you go. Uh, Cloud City is hot, humid, and uh, at the same time, tepid. I don't mm. know if that's possible. It's a little, um, yeah. It's weird. It's like a uh, lukewarm bath. Yeah, it's weird. It's right before you, right before you cut it fucking vertically. This is how, what you feel. The last, these are the last sensations before you cut it. I don't get that um, joke. You, you get it entirely. <laughs> Stop covering your wrists. Um, we are back once again. We're going to have a really good show this week because of a lot of things. Because Bobby and I are in a good mood and because we have back... The third leg of the tripod, that was not a dick joke. It was merely math. He is the third guy, which creates a tripod. So just stop it with your filthy minds. Uh, Sitting across from me is one of my favorite people on 
on the planet Earth and probably every other planet. I haven't been there, but I'm going to assume. He's a wonderful gentleman. He wears black in summer because he's just that gangster. He don't care. He just rocks that shit. Um, although he's smart enough not to wear a cowboy hat because we would uh, probably not work together anymore. Yeah, I think and so. lastly, he smells fine. <laughs> I don't know what all the hullabaloo is about. <laughs> he smells great. Okay, um, and we'll totally let Jews in there. <laughs> we'll totally let them in there. There's no. What would you even mention it for? I don't know. You mentioned it. I don't know. I've got some text messages. They're no, totally welcome. They're totally I've, welcome. 100%. I've heard some people that said he smelled. I don't know. Um, Bobby's got this a great musk. My and he does, and he doesn't. He's not a stinky guy, which I really appreciate because I'm not a stinky guy. I hate stinky people. They piss me off. <laughs> Mr. Bob Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Longest intro ever. <laughs> not his not his best work. I, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm irresponsible. I keep fucking interjecting. And I shit. take doubles. Well, well that's why it didn't work. I take doubles and singles and triples as well. They all can't be home runs. Directly to my left. I'm so excited to have this guy back in our life for a couple of hours. We, we, do, we don't get to have him permanently, but nothing has changed. He is our chuddiest of buddiest. He is Lord Loquacious, the <laughs> Chudwick Bozeman. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going like to run Chudwick down there. No. Our good friend. We love having him back. I know you guys love to have him back. Mr. Sean Morio. Uh, thank you very much. And I would be remiss if I didn't get to introduce this lovely silver fox to my left. He is the general manager of the Snyderverse for some reason. He is Wolfgang Fuck. He is Tony Montanus. He is also in black every summer, but in a different way. <laughs> I like Aaron it. Antonio Branderas of the Southern Rhone Branderases. Wow. Callback jokes, baby. That, I had that, that, that going. I was, while Aaron was talking, I'm sitting there developing shit. She's more amazing. mocha, but that's <laughs> um, <laughs> We are back. <laughs> The, the, the OGs are back. Ugh. We always have a great time together. Sean's a very busy man. We can't get him all the time, but hopefully, you know, once or so every four or six weeks or so. We'll, I was supposed we'll, to come back once a month and then fucking I get new clients that like crush my schedule for like two, three weeks it. to and, get and, started. And, and, and hey, brother, fucking, good on you. It's, nuts. it's never, never apologize for being busy. Uh, that's a good thing. It's when you're sitting there playing fucking GoldenEye on some old rebooted fucking game console. Do I play Halo and, Infinite now? And okay. you don't want to get Dead off Redemption. your couch to do work. That's when you got to question yourself. Yeah. But we're all very busy, man. Uh, but we carve out time to be together. We're great friends. We have a very, very good time doing this. Speaking of a fucking good time, yeah. you know who I used to have a good time with when I was working with you at Seasons? It was our boy, Mark. Mark. Worked with you at Seasons, who is now uh, working over at the wagoniest of wheels and the wheeliest of wagons, as yeah, Aaron likes to put it. He is the GM of, of the wagon. And he there. would thank God he was there because at first Bobby and Aaron were like, hey, Sean, why don't you randomly pick something so that we'll know it's terrible and be able to laugh about how awful it is because <laughs> that's we, generally what I do. And then we hid the screwball. Yeah. And the but, howler, which is the banana flavored whiskey. Mark's. Uh, oh. yeah. Mark, yeah. Uh, so it's not real. It's it's just isoamyl acetate taken from other shit and then it's put disgusting. into... <laughs> Gross. But Mark Hall hooked us up with uh, Yellowstone, which yeah. this shit is fire. This is I'm a, a fan. first tier. Actually, Bobby picked this up. Did you um, actually pick it technically? Yeah. 
Well, well, no, it was it no, was a group was effort. I'm saying Bobby bought it though. He came out. What I like about it is it says since 1972, and I am since Eight, 1972. 1872. It's Eight. since 1972, Bobby. Don't ruin the mood. Um, you sure about this? That? Is, I, I, I read it. <laughs> this is 93 proof. Yellowstone is what we call a first tier. So. As distillers, you make this really impressive bourbon, right? Costs fucking $85, $90 a bottle retail. Not a lot of people buy it because not a lot of people can afford to. So instead of concentrating your efforts, you take the same juice and instead of treating it this way, you treat it, you don't have as much of a barrel exposure. The timing shortens because obviously you only need two years, not five, not seven, not nine. So this is what we call like an entry level from this distillery. Um, This distillery makes juice that I don't buy because I won't because it's expensive. Uh, This is their (laughs) first tier though. Yellowstone, uh, if you notice, it looks a lot like the Kentucky Owl label. It does. Um, that being said, the whiskey itself in color is very much like you could tell, like you said, less barrel exposure. It's very light in color. It's like cream soda colored. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little very opaque. much so. Totally. Yeah. It's like if you dropped bitters, a couple drops of yep, bitters yep, yep. In, the, in cream soda. This is from Lebanon, Kentucky. Lebanon, Kentucky. They don't die like the other place. I got <laughs> um, <laughs> Yellowstone Select, seven generations. <laughs> Aaron made a funny, beautiful. <laughs> this, this. What did you guys think about this? I fucking love this. So I love the the combination of all, first of all on the attack, very smooth. I didn't get any kind of burn from any of the booze until no. like four or five seconds after I took a sip. Perfect caramel notes. It's got a real smoky nose. Mm-hmm. The nice smoky char. So I'm still. The thing is, is you said less barrel exposure, but I still get a decent amount of char. So I'm like. What is their fucking regular? Ass? They probably They're do like, like a four level. char. They probably yeah. do a four or five char. It just to get just more color and more. Time. Yeah, it just does more quicker. The fact that it's 93 proof is going to cut through all of that anyway. Because this is high. I mean, listen, 93 proof is high ABV. I know people like to jerk off on bottled and bond and all that. And that's great. But most people don't sip that shit. No. It's for mixing. We do because we're walking nightmares. But totally. <laughs> this is very approachable. Bobby, you were saying like you were uh, shocked that there wasn't more like. Yeah. I mean, for the ABV, it's it's crazy approachable. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can just sit and put this over a rock and mm-hmm. totally enjoy it. I wish it had a little more ass to it. You want some more wagon. I want a little more something. Right. But it's all the classic notes are present. It is very much a bourbon, very easy to drink. We were talking earlier. There's no way you're going to mix this. No. Under nope. any circumstance. No. What's the point? Don't even mix it with, like, don't ginger ale it. Don't no. fucking dilute it with soda. Don't, I don't, wouldn't even don't say a splash of water, of dude. Shit. I would don't say one rock or a couple if you don't have the means, if you don't have like a, you know, if you don't have the sphere fucking form in your no, freezer you like a dick bag. If, 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 I don't think this, I'm drinking this neat now. Um, I let the ice because Can I get a is, sip of it neat actually? Because I had it with ice and I want to taste it neat. Because it is so, it's, oh, the is glass neat? is still cold, but that's neat. Um, it's, it it's not bad when it's colder, but neat. It really swims. It makes sense. Yeah, um, it's a it's a really well made. Bobby, would you pay for this? And it's a forty dollar bottle. Forty. So, so like, fucking I mean, right in the middle. We of the didn't pay forty, but you will. 
It, no one's mentioned this yet, but it's another one of those. And I only I don't know if it's because I'm sensitive to it, but there are only a few bourbons that we've done on this podcast where in the back end, like as I'm sitting there, when I kind of smell my own breath off of it, I get a little bit of a scotchy kind of fucking feel. Oh, I can okay. get a tiny but, bit but of scotch. You had, you had already mentioned smoky and smoky so and scotch are hand in hand is yeah. where you're making that. Obviously, the oh, that's the heavy yeah. barrel. It's the heavy barrel char, and I this, I, I'm it's got to at least be a number four. It goes one to five. This is probably a number four char, held a little bit less time. I'm um, I'm a guessing. Bobby, you mentioned high corn content. Yes, that was the first thing. You're probably on seventy. The nose. I was like, whoa, there yeah. is corn in this. It's yeah. got that beautiful sweetness though. Like it's yeah. not like corned whiskey. Sometimes it's just like. But not it, like it's, it's corn pops. It's corn pop cereal, exactly. Yeah. And when I, which can be like a nice undertone sometimes. But when it tastes like liquid corn pop cereal, you're like, "Yo, bring all grown up, dude." I want whiskey, your, not cereal. Did your parents let you eat like fucked up cereals, like tricks and fruity pebbles? And... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For look sure. what I'm talking. Come about. on, we were allowed. We were allowed it <laughs> you're like, a bit. Yeah. We had like, we were allowed, so if we're going to go do a shopping trip, it right. was like there was one sugary cereal that we were allowed to have like once or twice a week. And then it was Wheaties and Life and fucking uh, uh, and life shredded wheat, sugar. not frosted mini wheats, shre- regular ass shredded regular wheat. Regular big But this is brick. the fucked up thing. In the 80s and the 90s, if you had cereal that didn't have sugar on it, we went over to the coffee machine and we just shoveled fucking four of tablespoons of sugar onto it anyway. So just give me my fucking cookie crisp. But I, it was still less sugar than in the sugar. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I will say this. From my childhood, I will still eat life cereal. I think I that love shit it. is It's delightful. Delicious. There is something my mom nostalgic. made me yeah. fucking eat grape nuts, though. Oh, just did you soak your, them? Did, did you, you break do a the tooth? soaking trick? Because we used to. My I mom felt like it was child brutality. Yeah, that, it was like, like eating gravel. Yeah, my, we, we didn't have it until my stepmom nuts. came in the picture, and she would put it in. Uh, she would dump it into yogurt, kind of like granola almost. So it's like a part. We never ate it. It would just sit there. So we, what I would do is, if my mom brought grape nuts, I protested. I would just put milk in the bowl and put it in the refrigerator for an hour. Yeah, and then I there you go. Gotta let it sit. I remember when grape nut flakes came out. I remember that. And my mom was super on board with that, and I was like, "Thank God, because (laughs) God, I can chew this. Because I, I can actually chew this. I'm a child. My teeth are soft." Uh, you're just you crying, me, mom. Blood running out of yeah. your mouth. Eating and that's your first, oh, those are your first teeth. You'll be fine. If they break off, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I'd have to go to other kids' house to get sugar like the sugary cereal. cereals. Yeah, like oh, you got yo, you got chocolate. I'm staying over. And yeah. remember before before over. parents could so easily communicate with each other through text, you could get away with so much. Where you had the friend network, where it was like, all right, we go to this dude's house to watch the titty for movies because sure, sure. they're allowed to see titties. But at my house, they could come to my house because we weren't allowed to well, see sex on TV, think- but we could watch violence. I could watch T2, but my dad's fast forwarding through parts where Linda Hamilton's swearing. But when like people are having their face blown off, Wait, it's like, what? ha ha. What is happening right now? Yeah, I know. Weird. Uh, but let's, let's just talk about undisputed greatest cereal of all time. There is no fucking, there is absolutely, if you watch get every, and this has been stack. talked online. Everybody knows that the greatest cereal of all time is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And there is absolutely no arguing it. Uh, okay. Whatsoever. I'm not going to disagree that it isn't a wonderful cereal. I will say <laughs> after, listen, after eating it for a year straight, 
That cereal can go fuck itself in its own mouth. Why'd you eat it for a year straight? Because you get addicted to shit because it has a ton of sugar in it. No, I was... So I ate yeah. it for a year straight, and now I can't fucking smell the shit. Okay, so that means it was amazing. Just like, you like, no, hair, like ask, no. ask former because heroin addicts. They're like, the shit's amazing. No. It's just I can't do no, it no, anymore. Because no. there's other cereals that I can think... And by the way, we're talking retroactively. The same way they made cereal 30 years ago isn't the same way they make cereal now. They use corn syrup now. We had actual sugar in yeah, our cereal. Sugar cane. I know that sounds ridiculous, but the taste difference. Yep. If you've eaten fucking Count Chocula, blueberries, Fruity Pebbles, fucking, if you've eaten fucking uh, Cookie Crisp, it mm-hmm. does not taste the same. It tastes weird. I'm sorry. It's really light in its ass. It's yeah. got no wagon, dude. It's dragging no wagon. Dude. And if you'd like to know how that all happened, there's a wonderful documentary out there called King Corn that it basically explains. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That explains basically how these like corn barons got like convinced the government to like, we need to and figure out a way to do with it. all this shit. And they subsidize the shit yeah. out of it. And they make a ton um, of money off of making our kids. So a lot of the cereals are still good, though. Like every now and again, fat. I'll get some fucking Lucky Charms. Life, Bobby brought up. Life Life's is the same one of the few cereals that tastes the same to me as it used to. And I could sit down with a bowl of life and it is... I I love it. It's transcendent. It's just sweet enough. Best cereal. Just What would you say? The... Well, Bobby, we, it, the the cereal that started this conversation, unfortunately, and not like your favorite, not the one you had the most. I'm saying like the one that was like your holy grail, like oh my god, I never got this, and I right. just would shovel it into my face when I got pops, it. baby, I corn love pops, corn sure. pops, yeah, corn I pops are fire because they're just sweet enough, even though yeah. they had sugar in it. Yeah, my holy grail because there was absolutely. Absolutely no way my mom would buy this for me <laughs> would be Fruity Pebbles. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to eat those in like 30 seconds before Ooh. they get soggy. Because, <laughs> yeah. Number one, they're in the smaller box. Yeah. yeah. So you get like four bowls. Yep. Right? And they're super expensive. Mm-hmm. And you'd go over to a friend's house and they'd have them. And you would just, oh, yeah. you'd almost pour the milk into the box. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just smash. Yeah. It was Transcendent. Man, it was those like ice cream kids spots. First sexual experience, basically. <laughs> those <laughs> those ice cream There's orphans <laughs> kicked in, and I was like, Whoa. "Oh my god!" <sighs> there's ice cream spots and frozen yogurt <clears throat> spots. One Excuse of those me. before before our local frozen yogurt shop had changed hands. The and yogurt king got bought by the yogurt king and his uh, and his psychoness. They had fruity pebbles to add to your shit, and so my fat ass would go into the top that before that guy owned it. I would go in there and I'd be like, "Oh." They have birthday cake flavored fucking yogurt, fruity pebbles. which tasted like the most. You know how birthday cake flavored shit's like way too much? Absolutely. So I get that, throw fruity pebbles in it and be like, <laughs> what a fat shit. Just shoveling that shit. This oh is when God. I was skinnier. This is when I was like, you know, 230, 240. I'm like 280 right now. I also think that our listeners probably need a reminder of the yogurt king. It's been yep. too long. I think oh. I'll, throw, I'll throw that on during the break. Okay, throw yeah. that on. Well, well, how about that? We'll yeah. do a Yogurt King revival. Yeah. <clears throat> Just for uh, shits and grins. So great. It's been... Uh, by the way, two, a year, I heard... Two listen, Almost two years. I heard we, he rebought that place. Bullshit. Yeah, it's going to be called Fun Surrections. I <laughs> it's going to be uh, January 6th uh, themed. Yeah. yeah where you got to break in and get your yogurt. Confederate flags half off. 
They got a whole well, thing they're doing. And you, you know can what? Get the Pence parfait. <laughs> I was. He's such a the Pence parfait. He's such an idiot because he actually called me for consultation for marketing stuff. Are oh you God! He called serious? me for consultation. Why didn't you lead him on? So I was like, uh, so I was just like, you know, uh, he was pitching the ideas, and he chose fun surrections, but my idea was make yogurt great again, and he didn't want to do it. <laughs> he didn't want to uh, do it. Yeah. Well. It was so on the nose. I'm was like, you will just get Myga, Myga instead of Maga. <laughs> Myga. It's for uh, one thing. Yogurt was never great. That no, is such frozen a- yogurt sucks. And you know what? It's not that much healthier for you. It has less fat, but they they make up for that by adding a shitload of sugar. It's and so it's actually put worse. Hundred toppings on it. Yeah. So there you go. Oh yeah. TCBY. That oh was my god, TCBY, dude. Ah, are, are, are you talking about the country's are... best yogurt? God Waffle damn, cones, fuck those places. Just saying. Yeah, dude. Pink, my, I, I, okay, I don't know how gotta, many. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Lined okay. up in front of TCBY. Since we have, <laughs> since we have uh, old Sean Mo with us, yeah, uh, we're gonna get into a rabbit hole of some fun stuff dealing with media. These two knuckleheads. Wait, do we have the break before media or no? No, this is. The body, my friend. We're in the body? Yeah, dude. Um, immediately. We're well, in we've the already, body. We've already eaten up 10 minutes I'm Dennis of the body Quaid. because we're talking about I'm cereal. Dennis Quaid rushing through Martin Short's circulatory system right now. I don't know what that Another timely is. That does not sound like Dennis Quaid. Well, I, I don't know how this. to do Dennis Quaid. Like, I'm, Dennis, I'm Dennis Quaid. To, to I used to way. fuck Meg Ryan, and then she fucked Russell Crowe, and so that happened. To segue off of your reference, Joe Dante directed... That beautiful movie, Inner Space. It is a masterpiece. Pretty goddamn great. Director. Great movie. Shit. We're not going to talk about Joe Dante. No, we're not. Mm-mm. We've got a whole thing where these two knuckleheads were going back and forth. Sometimes I look back on my phone and I see 87 text messages. And Bullshit. Bobby it's never Sean, 87. No, it's, it's in like the high 100 20s. 124. Um, but I see it and I know they're going to go on a roll. And they went on this one roll. I didn't even add it in. This is going to be one of the few segments where I am definitely going to take third wheel on this. And Bobby and Sean, and I'll 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 chime in now and then. We'll talk about bad directors. We don't talk enough about, but we always like to glorify the good. We like shitting on stuff. Come on, all of you do. But really, in the in the history of cinema and the world of cinema, it's amazing to us how bad directors keep getting movies to make. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have like. Naked photos of you with an underage person. I don't know how they get movies. Oh, I know. Over, I know. Over again. I've got all them. I got all the info. Well, well, we're gonna (laughs) jump into who are the guys? Who are the worst directors and why? Well, okay. So historically, you have to go back to Ed Wood. That was yeah. he was widely considered to mm-hmm. be the worst filmmaker in in movie history. They made an amazing movie about him. He made Plan oh, 9 from it? Outer Space, which was like the very first like movie that people would go to the drive-ins to see ironically. Wasn't Amber Heard's husband in that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh the the movie Edward that Tim Burton did about Edward which fucking Martin Landau won a goddamn Oscar playing yes, Bill Lugosi. That movie is fucking awesome and it was nice to see because you know Burton's such a weirdo and he's like into he loved those Edward movies. Yes. Burton was the guy who was like I'm not here ironically to see Plan 9 from Outer Space. I bought the fucking robot, the actual prop I have it at my house. Like yeah. I actually love this movie for Bam, bam, bam. He has reasons because there were little cool things that you could do with some of these shitty movies. And like, kind of like I do with certain certain people where I'm like, focus on like, but this scene was so fucking awesome, right. even though the whole package was shitty. So we're going to dive into some stuff in our media section as well that you brought up. There's 
<laughs> a new trailer that came out for oh, Rob Zombie's newest opus called Ugh. The Monsters. <laughs> Which you can, from now, honestly, from now on, any Rob Zombie property, property that comes out, it should just say, welcome to Rob Zombie's wife hams it up. Yeah. Because exactly. that is all that happens with his movies. I don't since, even know if like, it's hamming. I think it's just the fact that he gets to throw his chick in a movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's much more highbrow than that. Like, you're going to literally not work with any other actress? Seriously? And it, She's that good? It she occurred. was perfect for the one role that she played as Baby in Thousand uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. And then, which was House of a Thousand Corpses is just okay, in my opinion, honestly. There's a great it's moments, fine. but it's a fine. Devil's Rejects is like a perfect horror movie. And then after that, it was just a fucking garbage. downhill garbage. Just yeah, Garbage. Yeah. So we decided, well... Let's talk about these fucking guys Bad that directors. just continually get to make shitty. That's shitty, the thing. It's not like shitty movies. It's not like there was a director who made one movie and it sucked and he disappeared. Yep. These are people Which happens. that continue. That also happens. Yeah, but those people are but those people those people also get huge budgets. Well, let's let's start off with Yui Bull. Let's Bobby, can you list off some of Yui Bull's fantastic oh, films for us? Just reading off the names of his films. <laughs> Is so fucking hysterical. The, the more the well-known ones that like have like a built-in audience. So like, I think I'll start. His first big American film, I think, was Alone in the Dark. Okay, uh, that was two thousand five. He had did no. I'm sorry. House of the Dead was two. House of the Dead, which was a Yikes. video game movie. One of the one worst of the worst movies, movies ever made. made. Yes, great. Yeah. Um, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark. Blood Rain, yep. In the Name of the King, yep. Blood Rain 2, yeah. Return Postal, of the Rain, which he won a raspberry for, Seed, Tunnel Rats, Alone in the Dark 2, <laughs> Stoic, <sighs> the final, this is an f- interesting one, I've never seen this film, it's called Max Schmeling, who was an amazing Wait, story what? from the boxing world, yeah. I don't know. He's a Weird. German boxer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yui, yeah. I'm like, did Yui Boll do a biography of fucking Jesus a biopic on Max Schmeling? The Nazis um, win at the end. He has one film from 2011 called Auschwitz. Bet that was awesome and timely and <laughs> better. Uh, than, better than Schindler's List says Prague's Fuck You Weekly says Yui <laughs> And then they Blubber, Blubberella. 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 I remember Blubberella. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just you remember that shit? I don't think I've ever seen it. It just goes on and on. It was a parody of Barbarella, obviously. Oh, it would be funnier if it was Flubberella, and it was like it's a parody of Flubber and Barbarella put together. So it's like hot ass Jane Fonda has some green goop that makes basketball players jump real high. Maybe I'm thinking of the absent-minded professor, the OG Flubber. I'm sorry, (laughs) and it's really weird. You're conflating. Yeah, but so Yui Bull, so Yui Yui Bull cuts his teeth with fucking. House of House, I know, right? House of the Dead and things and like Blood Rain, in the dark. which are video game properties, which yeah. have a built-in audience. So you're guaranteed to have people show up Yet. for the first week. Yet, yeah, nobody showed up. No, they didn't. This is the thing. He a lot of the reason that these directors. This will be a common theme as we go through this. These motherfuckers are thrifty as shit, and they get these movies in 
ridiculously under budget. So they're always so they don't profit. spend a ton of it. They're always turning profit. I so get you it. you make this horrible movie. The studio doesn't give a shit. They're like, he's going to make a horrible movie. There is a built-in audience for House of the Dead, which at the time was still a fucking arcade game. Yeah, it yeah. was still like a they shoot had em it up. on Dreamcast. It was, it was a an still arcade shoot em game. Up. It was a shoot 'em up. And so you have a built-in audience. You know, before word of mouth gets out that it's terrible, they'll show up and you'll make your money back in the first weekend. Sure. And it's the same thing happened with Blood Rain. Nobody spent, gave a fuck about that movie. Mil, except the you spent three players. mil, maybe two mil, and then you get back six total. And that's a profit. That's yeah. a net profit. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. That's how business is done. Yeah. So I Well, mean, and and they're they're much they'd much rather keep I, handing in projects than dealing with something like John Carter, which is not a terrible movie. It, really it just is. lost two hundred million dollars because nobody fucking saw it. I got a question for you guys. Aside from the Yui Bulls, which are obviously big red targets, let's talk about directors that have like would are widely considered not great directors that have had a bit of success, oh, so which like feels Bay like it has shit. driven their entire career. Oh, you mean like critical success? No, well, just success financially or yeah. critically. Well, I mean, or critically. You, Michael you Bay. said it. Michael Bay is like the right. ultimate, the OG, example. right? Who has one good movie? Yeah, one. But it's really good, and he's made a gazillion dollars. But it's I mean, so good. That movie's so good. It still holds. Although up. recently he's kind of fucked up because that first, like, I think it was the uh, one of the movies that's listed. If you go look at these lists, have lost the most money of anything. That second fucking Ninja Turtles movie, the most recent Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, where they're like, I fucking hate those movies. I went to see it in the first one in the theater and was with somebody who like loved it, and all I did was just make them feel terrible about themselves throughout the whole thing. I'm like, it sounds like a classic. It was Dre, it was Drea. It was me and Katie went oh. with Drea and her man at the time, and yeah, she yeah. was like, "I thought that was really cool." I'm like, "Let me explain to you 45 reasons why you're fucking stupid." Let me ruin <laughs> you, ruin, ruin it. your good yeah, time. and then yeah, ruin a good time. But he like so he's made all these amazing movies when it comes to box office, and then all of a sudden something that's a property that's you'd have to fuck up royally to fuck up the Ninja Turtles. There's such a huge audience for I don't that. Know. It feels like that's easier to fuck up. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, because yeah, mm. it's so ubiquitous and everybody expects so much. And he was a producer on those. He didn't direct them. Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, okay. But he but directed. No, that was his property. He directed. So he's even more in charge of money, though, than the director. Well, he's 100%. in charge of hiring all the people. Yeah. Well, you know maybe, who I want to bring back? Megan Fox, because she's a fucking timely. delight. So, so I'll backtrack a little bit. Okay. I think he's made two good movies. What's the other one? You guys are the first Bad Boys. You guys are going to be the shocked. first Transformers. Bad I Boys like the two. first. Bad Boys Two is fucking dope. It's bad fine. Boys Two is dope. Although the only reason Bad Boys Two is dope to Bobby is because they said it in Hot Fuzz, and whatever Edgar Wright says is law. So that's the only reason that he likes Bad that Boys that Two. Is true. <laughs> I think that was a joke, though, right? Like that was a was no, that, it wasn't that joke. No, the joke it's not a joke. It's I don't think a it was solid ironic, movie, man. It's a solid movie. I think movie. it was pretty ironic. Do you think so? The first Bad Boys is so far inferior to the second Bad Boys. The second Bad Boys is way second better. Second Bad Boys is better. Uh, I've also enjoyed other Michael Bay movies, even though they're not the best. Like not like so, Pearl Harbor or something, but like a quick rundown. He did okay. well, let's talk about his directing. One, this is directing. Directing. His one great film. The this Rock. The Rock. It's a Dude, perfect movie. And it's come on. Maybe perfect a perfect action film. Let's it's be honest. Pretty close. That Nicholas Cage is in the two acted. of the most perfect action films ever made. Face Con Off Air. and The Rock. I Fuck you. Con Air, I enjoy Con Air, but it's not perfect. Con Air's, it's not Con Air's wonderful. <laughs> By the way, we're going to talk about John Woo. Um, yeah, yes. he did Bad Boys, then he did The Rock, nailed it. Armageddon is the 
dumbest it's fucking movie It's a stupid ever made. fucking movie. It, it is, is the dumbest and shit. The only but thing if you go into it, worse, it thinking it's dumb, it's fun as shit. And by the, I, I'm kind of by, I was 14 when that shit came out, and like I loved the song. The and only I enjoyed thing it that in made the it worse was Aerosmith. No, fuck you. Horrible. I love the song. Music. They won an Oscar, Aaron. You know what? So they won an Oscar, Aaron. So did a lot of people. So bad. So did Roman Polanski. Yeah, so? <laughs> Suck a dick. Hey, and, and Aerosmith hasn't wow. fucked kids since the 70s. Uh, They're still fucking kids. <laughs> really hit a low point when he produced and directed Pearl Harbor. Oh! Uh, good what a turd. Lord. Good Lord. What, what a turd. Dude, I have a... Oh, it gets worse. After Bad Boys 2, which was a, a really fucking great movie, um, The Island... What the oh my fuck god! What happened? Like the there? clones, remember the clones? Like people have rich people have clones of themselves on an island Jesus. where they need organs. And by the way, that was uh, that was after Scarlett Johansson had been in Ghost World, Lost in Translation. That was her big like. We're putting yeah. her as like as a main a marquee lead. lead, and she wasn't around for a couple years after that shit. Well, she really wasn't around. I think she's doing shit. okay. No, and she was great in it. So Ewan McGregor was also great in it. The best they could do with that horrible script. Horrible. I'm not gonna list off the Transformers. Don't don't do movies. it because we got a lot of directors to talk about. Um, he had a real low point in 2013 with Pain and Gain. Oh, oh what a shit! The Rock and Mark Wahlberg selling steroids and shit. Unwatchable. Unwatchable. And it's a true story. They 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 destroyed that true story that might have been interesting. It was unwatchable. And we'll close on. I just watched his newest film because I'm a glutton for punishment. What? Um, Ambulance. Oh, God. I got through an uh, hour. It's, we made it 45 minutes in it. and couldn't I do couldn't it. it. And I it's still it. his best film since Bad Boys 2. <laughs> wow. Still, yeah. And well, you know what's funny with far. that? Because he did a good Hall's job good of manipulating the audience yeah, and getting the stressed boy. out, uncut gems feel. It's amazing how you can just hire good actors and limp. Yeah. just Because yeah. I tell you what, ambulance, or as we like to say in my house, ambulance. Ambulance. Ambulance was not good. To the point... I watch Basket Case. I've watched fucking, I've watched movies nobody should watch. Yeah, I've yeah, watched yeah. Ghoulies 3. Is that the one where they go to college? I've watched, yeah. Ghoulies go to I've, college? I've, 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 I've watched the dumbest shit in the world. I could not finish Ambulance. Oh, uh, we couldn't I either. I couldn't. Because we were stressed, like he did a you, decent did job. Did you finish of- it? Bobby, yeah, he I did finished. a decent so, job so of making what, us so feel stressed happened? out, but I, he didn't have any character development. I didn't care about the characters at all. It was dog shit. I didn't. Uh, there, there was shit happening, but he didn't make me care about anybody. They wrote a check to a bunch of good actors and said, yeah, "Here well, you go." They let Gyllenhaal just chew up the scenery. Yeah, which if you yeah. let Gyllenhaal go and, fucking crazy, and he, he went will. A little crazy. And he's great. Um, the kid that played the brother, I thought was pretty good in it. Uh, and then the young lady that was in it. Was I, thought that was, I thought that they was Olivia Rodrigo, but it's not. It. Oh, yeah. Billy yeah. Crudup. And, no. Well, John John C. McKinley. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mateen. Yeah. With yeah. the big hug. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. But oh. anyways, it was... Sean was happy about that. It's a... That's a beautiful shit. man right there. It's, it's a, a pile of shit. shit. Yeah. Let's move and on. And it's his okay. best movie since Bad Boys So too. Michael Bay sucks. Michael Bay's terrible. Yeah, I'd like to it. talk Moving John forward. Woo. Okay, John Woo. Ooh, let's, let's talk Chuck. Let's so, talk Mr. Woo. Now, here's someone that has some bangers. Bangers. Especially bangers. when you're talking about shit from China. Like the, his early shit. That's going relax, to be the conversation. Relax. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. 
Mr. Moriarty. Yeah, Sean doesn't come on very often. He he gets a little excited. Um, Aaron's fucking over here sketching fucking like it's Patrick Bateman's planner, day planner. It's like ladies being impaled and shit. dude? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I watched American Cycle. Katie had never seen it, so we watched it last night. That's fun. You brought it up. Uh, There's a, a huge delineation between John Woo's foreign film yes and john woo's domestic u.s well, releases yeah that's what sean just asked is it his is it his chinese work or his american work it's his american work yeah is, is dog shit not Pro- all of it Pro- face off is a fucking masterpiece listen to me face off is so overrated dude oh my it i'll is fucking so leave fucking overrated dude. no it is not it. it's it's Fine. It's so fucking don't look good. Look at it like some artistic. It is. It is w- it. with action. You, I, there are very few action movies that, that have that, that much have that good of a script. That good of even though the script. This is the thing. The script is ridiculous, but they somehow turned it into something believable to a degree. Once you get into the story, and you have even perfect performances from Travolta and Cage that make. Do you that know movie what make amazing. that movie even better? More slow motion. I think they needed thirty. Minutes well, and of that's slow the thing. Motion. He's actually pretty compared to like, let's say his next big budget after that, Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> compared to Wait Mission up, Impossible uh, Two, okay, there's so let's way get less. Let's get slow into motion. it. Hold on, let's Hold get on. into it. And so we're gonna do this first. And doves. Let's talk about a period of time in the '80s and early '90s when he was doing a better tomorrow. A Better Tomorrow 2, The Killer. Let's go. Head. I mean, Hard Boiled. Let's Hard go. Boiled, dude. It's one of my favorite action movies of all time. So, Do you know my favorite fat is? Chow Yun. Chow Yun, partner. Bruh. So, my favorite gift, too, the one where he just like pops his head out and throws the thumbs up. Oh, I can watch That's the, the best gift ever. I can watch those films. So good. Over and over so and good. over and over so again. So fucking good. And Honestly, not even have subtitles. The, the Killer might actually be my favorite. I was going to say that. It's probably I, out of all of those, best. Killer. The Killer is kind of my favorite. The Killer Money. to you is, is better than Hard Boiled, but I enjoy Hard Boiled. Hard Boiled is so good, though. So right after Hard Boiled, he comes to America. Does Hard Target? Next fucking movie <laughs> from 90. We'll talk about he yeah. did a decade, 93 to 2003. Okay. These are the films that he did. Okay. We already know Sean's take on Face Off, and that's fine. That's fine. Hey, by the way, that's also the general take in society, that's you fuckers, cool. I you love hipster society. bitches. I love okay. society. Um, hard Target. I love <laughs> Hard Target. Sir Jean Claude. I did too when Dam. I was 12. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> It's no, awesome. I mean, I've never seen anyone knock out a rattlesnake before. With a, by the way, I've never seen a Belgian guy dressed as a cowboy with a mullet, like a super mullet, too. Crazy. The craziest so mullet. Crazy. Yeah. Hard target followed by Broken Arrow, oh. which I will tell you right now. Fuck Broken Arrow. I like Broken Arrow more than I like Face Off. I am done with you as a friend. <laughs> you are a piece of shit. I, I saw Broken Arrow in the theater when I was like 14 and was like, what the fuck is this piece of shit? Allow me. Um, after that, he did Face Off, the which greatest was movie probably ever his most successful American <laughs> Domestic, film. Yeah. Then he did MI2, which I can't talk about because he because took Because it my, hurts your soul. It's the only bad Mission Impossible movie. It really is the only bad one. Easily. Because the third one's fucking so just, amazing. Dude, it's not just that. bad. And the first one was great, and every subsequent one was great. And it you know is. what my favorite story about Mission Impossible 2 is? I'm not sure if any of you people out there are movie nerds enough to know this, but they want if to. I was Dugray Scott, 
I would have killed myself because that motherfucker turned down yeah. playing Wolverine and X-Men to take MI2. to take MI2. And we're all better for it. And we are because Hugh Jackman's d- delightful. Yeah. And Dugray Scott was like, ah, I still got all that ever after money. And he's pretty obscure at <laughs> yeah. this point. Right? Super Nobody obscure. knows who the fuck Dugray Scott is. He decided to work with Nicolas Cage for Wind Talkers. Oh, actually, Wind Talkers is not, not bad. that bad. It's uh, not as bad as you think. For a war movie, it's not great considering right. the class it was in with all the war movies coming out around. But they were trying it, to but... address a Native American, yeah, uh, like involvement in the war. That's a big. That's a big movie in the Navajo community, which we have a lot of people around here that are. And in the less said about paycheck, the better. Oh, paycheck! But... Paycheck was amazing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually saw that movie in Durango before I moved here. Bobby is just so fed Because I came here to visit my parents and they were like, let's go see a movie. And they're like, let's see this paycheck movie. And I was like, oh, God. Ugh. How do you call a movie after what? Have you guys for? seen the double part opus <laughs> epic? Double team? I'm not being ironic. I mean this. In 2008 and 2009, he put out two of my favorite fucking samurai movies. Of all time, Red Cliff. Oh yeah, Park oh they're amazing. Yeah. No, those are they amazing. are amazing they're beautiful. and totally and beautiful. He gets to he he's still filming plenty of action, but at the same time, oh. not he's not like being thrown into an like I'm making an American action movie. He's making something that is like deeply rooted in I, his culture. I think I think you touched upon that, and that's what makes the most sense to me. I think you take a gentleman that's making films within his own context of his how he grew up who he is, it made sense. And then they went, you're so amazing, we're going to drag you over here and now make movies like we make movies. He's like, yeah, I got it. And they were so clunky mm-hmm. and out of form that when you see Red Cliff, he's like, this is where he belongs. And it, But the money and the influence brings him back into American cinema. Stay over there. Make your shit. You're going to be a fucking, you're going to be Chinese Kurosawa if you keep going. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? But it's and not like, like that happens with everybody. If you look at like Ang Lee, Ang Lee makes nothing but bangers except for Hulk. The American shit? Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk, what he tried to do with Hulk, I believe, was very antithetical for what the studio wanted. And this was before that we had the MCU and everything. So if you watch Hulk, there's some great moments in there. There's some great performances. There's some great editing. The way that they actually edited parts of that movie with trying to make it look like comic book panels. And like Josh Lucas is freaking out in one panel. And then you got Thunderbolt Ross. By the way, I still say Sam Elliott was a better Thunderbolt Ross than John Hurt. Rest rest in peace, John Hurt. But still. William William Hurt. Hurt, Sorry, I forget. I am not an animal. (laughs) I'm thinking of John Hurt's from fucking. John Hurt's the other. His dad. Yeah, his dad who was in the Elephant Man. That was his dad. Ang Lee, that's the one dud he has. He also made fucking Brokeback Mountain, which is one of the greatest fucking romance stories ever told. Yeah. And it fucking should have won Best Picture that year. Um, and the ice storm, ice storm, like Ang ice Lee storm. does nothing, but like he That's is a on a level. Movie. So it's it really like, is. it's not necessarily, you got to look at that when you think of taking somebody out of their element and putting them into American cinema and maybe it's the genre. But, and I have to apologize to our Asian American friends. I called Red Cliff a samurai movie. There's no, no samurais in that fucking like, movie. Yeah. But you know what I mean. We That's Japan. That, they hate we, the Japanese. No, I know. We I know. use that as a touching stone. I do. For a genre. For it's a bad habit. It's that a I have. thematic touching stone for us. And yes, we're horrible white people. I just talked about how we're trash <laughs> with a person of color about three hours ago. And we agreed. Uh, white people are trash. Um, that being said, 
Who's next on the hit list? Well, After John. okay, Who? so I have one, and I think Sean and I will disagree again. I, we like talked about I thought we agreed right. that you weren't going to bring up Kevin Smith in this conversation. <laughs> I get, oh, no, I'm we won't gonna, even touch Fat Boy. <laughs> I'm not going to bring up Kevin Smith. I, look, I get Kevin Smith, and I understand why people love Kevin Smith. To bet his audience doesn't. It doesn't speak to me, but there are moments that are going to live with me for the rest of my fucking life that I've seen from Kevin Smith. ATM. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of really fucking amazing shit he put in my brain. That it, that became part of our zeitgeist. There's no doubt about that. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, I think I still call people a shoe polish smelling motherfucker for no reason. I don't think he's the most like. I don't even know what that means. It's when they fucking yell at Dante in the first Clerks because you know what I mean. You I, said I, you I asked didn't me ask for that. I was you did for you. You said I don't know what that means. It's all good. That <laughs> should have been brushed over. I love you. I, I think my <laughs> my last bad filmmaker that people are going to recognize and appreciate is Roland Emmerich. I think good point. Okay. This is a human being that has created an entire genre of (laughs) awful disaster films. Well, yeah, but no, he's, I'll even distill it down more. He's created an entire career off of destroying national monuments across the world. (laughs) That's all he does. Fucking unbelievable. Weird. Now, Roland Emmerich, obviously, Independence Day. That's going to be the crowning. I love that shit, even though it's not perfect. We we watch, Rex and I watch Independence Day every July 4th. Mm -hmm. That's that's the rule. That's the movie. Yep. Granted, she also makes me watch Nacho Libre on Easter. I don't (laughs) know why. Ooh, that's a bad movie. It's not good. Dude, Nacho Libre is Phenomenal! If you uh, in the right mind state, you be quiet. You got nothing dude, to say. This here. is the thing I love Napoleon Dynamite, but it doesn't land for me the same type of humor it's, in Nacho Libre. It, it also, white guy a playing moment. a Mexican guy, in a problematic, moment. not cool anymore. Yeah, whatever. All right, let's get back on Roland. T- tell tell Rex about that. <laughs> so you guys say that I loved Independence Day. I thought it was an important film for the you, time. You think that's his best film? I, I do. definitely do. And it was the, what it was also is you you hit two audiences with Independence Day. You hit a younger audience who was there for sci-fi, Will Smith, bang, sci-fi bang, bang, and everything. Bang. You also hit people like my dad and stepmom who were excited to see it because they're like, oh my God, we miss. There used to constantly be these movies about Martians attacking and we're all fighting. the That was the, that was the new like we're bringing aliens are attacking the entire world, That's which had not Mars happened in years. That's what so effective. Yes, because right. it was a parody of all right. that shit. Well, yeah. That was a better movie. And Mars Attacks uh, came out. Yes. There is no Mars Attacks without Independence Day. The popularity of Independence Day got that greenlit. Tim Burton wanted to make Mars Attacks for a while, but they're like, nobody cares about that shit anymore. Independence Day brought that shit back, and then that's when Mars Attacks got greenlit. Thanks, Roland Emmerich. So... I'll go ahead and tell you guys what his actual best movie is. <laughs> yeah. But before I do that... I love you, Bobby. I love 1992's Universal Soldier. Oh, the fir- yeah. original? Unisol? I know it's not... No, it's... It's, it's not dumb. as great. It's dumb as We watched the but shit out amazing. of that when we were younger, dude. Dolph Lundgren just being a moron. <laughs> killing. Killing. Just everything. Fucking Super necklace good. full of Super. ears. After Independence Day, he did... Godzilla, which was oh. a Taco Bell commercial. No, so bad. I it went to Taco shit. Bell because of that shit. I got the cu- the thing around the cup. Did you see did. who we we're talking to? Right? Yeah, because you weren't gonna go to no, Taco no, no, Bell. no, no, no. In 1998, 
in ninety. By the way, in ninety eight, I was six foot, like ninety eight pounds. I'm just L- still Sean had Godzilla to bring him to talk. No, but about. I was Dude. so about Godzilla. I, as someone who was at that age, I was obsessed with it. Went it. opening day, crestfallen at how horrible it was. It was I had had an inf- I got had an inflatable Godzilla already because I love the old Japanese ones, and he fucked Godzilla so bad that they didn't make an American one for how long? Twenty years. Twenty years. Take a minute. Listen to this lineup after Godzilla. Of amazingness. The Patriot, so fucking overrated. Is the it overrated? Tomorrow, yeah. Dog shit. What is it? 10,000 BC. Oh, horrible. Unwatchable. unwatchable. 2012. I'm so sorry, John Cusack, that you had to be in that. In that. that but that paycheck White House was down. Good. Fucking dog no, shit. No, fuck White House down. Because it remake. came out the same time as uh, yeah. uh, Olympus Has Fallen, and Olympus Has Fallen is watchable. It's the same thing. And then somehow he did a movie about Stonewall. Like <laughs> Stonewall sure Jackson? Was, no, like Stonewall. Like, um... Um, is that like the San Francisco riot thing? Oh, that is the, that, gay, pride the gay pride shit. riots. Yeah, yeah. Really, they gave it to Roland Emmerich. To Roland Emmerich. No, why? Sure, because he has amazing. explosions and rainbow grenades. By the way, what is, <laughs> what is Independence Day resurgence? Oh, oh that's horrible. That's the one. With it's the unwatchable. Kid, the kids in it. It's unwatchable. Um, uh, what's his name's <sighs> in it? It yeah, gets better. Who's the, the black actor that was in that? Uh, was like, Michael B. Jordan? No. No, it was an up and coming kid. No, it was who good. they because because Will Smith was, Will Smith said I wouldn't do it. Yeah, and they so they replaced him essentially. Career. I forgot. And anyway, rewrote the go, character. Go Midway go. and then Moonfall, which wait, I have wait, not wait, wait, seen. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Midway. Listen, is Midway yeah, good? Midway. Midway's talk shit. No, was Midway not good? Midway's talk shit. I never watched it. I finished Moonfall. And let me tell you. Is it better than Geostorm? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you took Armageddon and gussied it up. Put it in a tuxedo and cut its hair. No, no, listen. It's a dog shit movie. It's horrible. Every actor in there got a paycheck. Good for you. You do your work, boo-boo. I love you, Hallie. You guys do your work and get that money. You're actors. You don't give a fuck about. <laughs> oh what shit! You're doing. Holly Berry's in there, isn't you she? You don't give a fuck about what you're doing. You need a paycheck. You got a family too. You got a mortgage. You got shit. You got to do. I get it. That movie is representative of what the cinema generation that is coming up. That's what you deserve. Wow. Yeah. That's you what you, you earned it. You. Earned Moonfall, my dude. So I hope you get Moonfall 8, 9, 10. It didn't make any 11. money, though. It bombed horribly, Doesn't so they won't get a sequel. No, I'm making I know. an existential point. Yeah. So They deserve this dog shit because nobody cares about good movies anymore. Nobody. So they do, but only on the small screen for the most part. They want to go to the theater to see big epic theater shit. Theatergoers need to go pay money, full price theater tickets for movies that we want to see. I know it's just not going to happen anymore. Those are those are like right. the 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 movies that used to get like like pie something like when we were younger pie movies clerks things like that. All those movies that are like breaking ground and are like dialogue driven and those are all going to go to streaming services Great. now. They'll still win awards and stuff. They'll still get and but the, and there's an argument there though like cool. they may not make the same movie but there's more cool. Fuck us, there's man. way more uh, places for that to go so we get more of them. We get more of those than we used to get. Then we're dead to the world. Bobby. Before we move on to break, we're going to talk about Roland Emmerich's actual best movie. Oh. Oh, he's got an actual that you haven't I even forgot. dropped for us? I you forgot. haven't even. 1994. Kurt Russell. <gasps> Executive decision? <laughs> 
<laughs> soldier? I am so, I am so furious. <laughs> no, hey, executive. I'm pretty sure that was 94. Kurt Russell, 1994. James Spader. Uh, come on. Come on. You guys know Kurt this. Russell, James Spader. You know this. How the fuck do I? How am I not? One of the great it? science fiction movies. Oh, Stargate. Thank you. Yeah. Spawned 30 years of inferior knockoffs. Right. You know what that I mean? Sucked that show too. was fucking dope from what I understand. I didn't the, watch it, but SG-1 I nah, had I such a huge audience. Um, Do you know what? The, the director's cut of Stargate is fucking I've never fantastic. Because I wasn't, I it's enjoyed so, it, but I never thought it was like amazing. It's the, so good. How much Do longer you know, is it? Do you know what? Do you know what? 20 minutes. Oh, that's a lot, dude. Yeah, it's a Do lot. Do you know what drove a lot of that traffic to that movie? Weirdly enough, as we deal with trans issues in this Jay you Davidson. Know, it's Jay Davidson. Really? Drove a lot of the traffic for the, for Stargate. Mm. Because. This was fresh on the heels of Crying Game. Crying Game. So Jay Davidson Jay was Davidson coming off was that one movie. of the leads of Stargate. And he was like. He's uh, the bad guy. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, and very androgynous yeah, Egyptian time, god yeah. person. But at yeah. the time, we were still like dealing with the blowback of Crying Game. We were like. Dude, Crying Game feel? fucked people up. That's another one. Like, you guys talked about uh, 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 The Sixth Sense, where it's one of those movies you can only watch once because it doesn't matter anymore once the reveal happened. Right. Crying Same. Game, I've seen once. I can't watch it again. Same. Jay Davidson was an important actor. Came out in The Crying Game as being she, trans. It was a very important, like, movie for the trans community. Mm-hmm. And it made it almost acceptable. And that conversation began with yes. Crying Game. It really, really did. Because that movie was huge, right? Media, it got nominated it for a ton of shit. It was nominated for like... everything. And then he went into Stargate as being this androgynous Egyptian god. Mm-hmm. And that actually drew a lot of focus to Stargate. Because coming off the heels of that movie, he was like, he's now a quote-unquote big actor. Mm-hmm. So you were saying Stargate was Roland Emmerich's yeah. Best film that he. Made. I think it's his best film. I think I was honestly. I'll agree with you now because I I love Independence Day, but I agree with you. <laughs> Stargate is the most original. I, I I think it was a really really effective fun sci-fi movie. I think Independence Day was great. I loved it when I first saw it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, but it like, doesn't work. I, well. I can't watch it anymore. Would really? you say Stargate? No, would you say Stargate sucks. for a modern <laughs> property? Which, by the way, is Stargate SVU. SG1. They call it. <laughs> there's SG1, bum, bum, bum. and then there was Atlantis, and then there was but a third Star- one I don't remember. Stargate spawned, like you said, 20 years of sci fi. Of sci fi. That's 100%. important, man. It is. Without That's the Star- important, Stargate man. movie happens, the Stargate show is super popular on Showtime. Without the Stargate show being super popular on Showtime, nobody brings us one of the greatest sci-fi fucking shows ever made, and that is fucking the Battlestar Galactica from like 2000. Oh, no. Uh, that's 100% true. Yeah. Without SG-1, you don't yeah. get like, hey, there's an audience out there for these. Let's do this again. Are 100%. we going yeah. to forget MacGyver was in it? Yeah. Are we going to pass that over? Oh, that's right. He was He's in, in the, the show, show, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just well, saying. Um, Richard. Richard Dean Richard, Anderson. No. Thank you. Is That's that it. Richard Dean Anderson? Richard yeah, Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. God, yeah. his stupid mind works in mysterious <laughs> ways. Yeah, sometimes just too dumb for words. Oh, God. Sometimes. <laughs> you know what? And going back to the crying game, may I say, Jay Davidson's fine as fuck. I was surprised as fuck, but at the same time, I felt like I was... And by the way, when I saw that movie, I was like 12 or 13. I shouldn't so have seen it. Even, yeah. So I'm watching it. No, I'm watching it. At the end, I was like... 
I don't know. I think I'm kind of like this fucking Irish you, dude that's in all these movies. I think funny? I'd still stick around. I'd be like a hole's a hole. She's gorgeous. Well, <laughs> the hole's a hole weirdness is different. But what I would say is, because <laughs> that's just crude and horrible. But What's, but I, what I would say is, good for you for your parents showing you that. No, time. they didn't show it to me. I, I watched that late night without I, them knowing. I they wouldn't let me see that. Ready for that. Well, okay, that's our important. first cis male falling in love with a trans. Yes, yes, it was mm. one in, on, on, on that level. level. On that level, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know the. There are probably question, other movies that had that shit happening in it. I don't know. One of the there were other sleepaway camp. I believe that. <laughs> oh God! Nice pull. We're oh gonna take God. a break on that. It's not every day you hear the owner of a foofy Froyo shop scream something crazy like, Fuck Black Lives Matter! Fuck Black Lives Matter! Durango Yogurt Shop vandalized. Owner puts up sign threatening to shoot. All right. Vandalize my shit again. Ball it to the face. Frozen yogurt people are nuts, man. They're crazy. I think you're untouchable there, little Gene Michael Basswat. <laughs> if he ever had an enemy in his life, boy, it was, it was basking, you know. Baskin Robbins with their goddamn 31 flavors. First of all, this man came from an ice cream empire. If you ever stopped at a Baskin Robbins in Arkansas, his daddy owned it. He never got along with his old man, but as soon as he saw The Apprentice, well, he found himself a new daddy. You've got to believe in what you're selling. If you don't believe it, if you don't really believe it yourself, It'll never work. It'll never sell, and you're going to be miserable. And honestly, some of the things he said were so shocking for so many specific reasons. How's that feel having a queer having to protect y'all? You got a little fucking faggot. That's right, you fucking faggot. I mean, you hear him say that, and also know this. We kissed a camp. And I may not sound like it, but I'm a man with a penis. Anybody who really cares that much about being a fascist yogurt stand is the stupidest thing on the planet. These bitches are really out here with their racist, homophobic shit like they give a damn about what a frozen yogurt shop thinks of them. Fuck top that frozen yogurt. They're racist, white, supremacist pieces of shit. I hope that they get shut the fuck down. You know, he's so against... The, the queer community, but yet he owns a yogurt shop. And if you grew up in the South, that would be kind of questionable. I, I'm curious about his back curiosity. One day, we're all hopped up on moonshine and bullshit, and he says, listen, y'all, I'm gonna play an original song of mine. It just about blew my shit off. Now I understand Put my dick in some yogurt And that yogurt was a man Yogurt King Marshmallows, Mayhem, and Madness Coming to Netflix this fall This broke me The fact that it's a frozen yogurt stand broke me All right, everybody, welcome back to 98.5 WISK, the Whiskey Reel. We want to hear from you, so please send us some feedback. You can hit us up at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or 970-426-5344. You can, send us a te- <laughs> you can send us a text message or leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the podcast. And it's time for the Friday morning fart song. Bobby, take it away. 
<laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I know. I know. Sean's back. Sean's I'm back. sorry. Guys. Sorry, no, seriously, sorry. we'd love some feedback. Give us some reviews. Please. We'd love it. Ow. Yeah. By we the way, hey, a... by the way, for all of you that are interested, widespread, widespread, <laughs> widespread work remo- removal service. Sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> Is still a business that's up and operating. It is. So yeah. if you need a work removed from your place, specifically I have your a, attic, I have a number mm-hmm. yeah. that you can call yeah. and you can get those people out of there. Yep. Do right? you have a wonky eye fetish? <laughs> we got you covered. Apparently, we have a following in Connecticut. Do we? That's uh, probably my family. I have a lot of family one, out there. It's one cuckoo bird. <laughs> I love Cuckoo Bird. I really do like that. No, uh, friend of the podcast. <laughs> she decided to uh, give us some feedback. I'll say it again. Whoever you're getting your information from, stop listening to them. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Sorry, this is inside baseball. But hey, guys, so we're going to talk a little bit of media. Yeah. I think that we're all watching similar things for once. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not just watching Face Off for the 437th time. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Um, yeah. Couple things. Number one, RRR. Oh, There's shit. a lot of... It's on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of huge pub behind this. It's a Hindu, like, Bollywood-y sort of movie. It's three hours long. It's a lot. Uh, I heard it's um, the most expensive movie they've ever made out there. Like they threw all yeah, the budget man. at it. It is crazy expensive. Long story short, protagonists, antagonists, they become friends through the course of it. Then they have to fight each other. It's After they become friends? The would drama. You, would you believe it? No way. <laughs> um, no they, way. They train animals to fight on their behalf. It's amazing. If you guys have ever had to edit, <laughs> you know how hard this is. An episode is. with the three so, of us, which I know you have, it's a chore. So <laughs> RRR, most of my editing was cutting out me interjecting. <laughs> so RRR, which That's is what it's called when you go to Netflix, it's a three-hour movie. It looks very intimidating. It looks ridiculous when yeah. you look at the thumbnail, and it's a tiger attacking guy and blah blah blah. Yeah. It is so worth your time to watch because you have to put yourself in the mindset of this is silly exploratory action meets love story meets Bollywood. So there's musical sequences then. There's one in two hours. Okay. So I don't know if it's a musical per se, like a lot of Bollywood films. Yeah. But they definitely put that in. It is fascinating. Just from a fucking character study, it is fascinating it is wonderful to watch everybody in it is beautiful which is awesome to see it was brought to my attention that the lighter skin girls have an easier time than the darker skin girls <laughs> that might be something that that's something through american cinema yeah um just saying but but rrr is it's john wick meets bollywood meets Jungle Fucking, Book. I, I don't even... Meets face-off. I, I, no, <laughs> it never touches face-off. So they don't switch faces and then fight. Off. We're going to talk about something is isn't off. Guys, Let's talk about the bear. Oh, my God. A few minutes for the bear. Okay. This is something that's been gaining a lot of traction on Hulu. It's a show called The Bear. It's about a Chicago restaurant 
that um, is a family restaurant, hole in the wall kind of place, you know. And one of the one of the guys that comes back that is a son of the owner. Brother. And a brother of the yeah, but oh, because the, the dad ran it. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, it, the brother of the owner um, went on to go through Noma, which is the literal best restaurant in the world by by virtue of every critic in the world. And um, this is uh, an extremely talented chef, like beyond words, like unbelievably talented. And he comes to the Chicago Italian beef. Dip sandwich shithole that his dad used to work and his brother used to work in, and now he's trying to turn it around. Yeah, and this and that's Jeremy White, who is yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I never watched Shameless. Yeah, he was fresh off. Well, not fresh and, off and, Shameless, yeah. but that and was he his, was considered one of the better. People oh no, he was the cast. best. His right? character in Shameless okay. was the except for Macy. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you have this show that Maddie Matheson. If you're not familiar with Maddie. Um, is a legit chef, but he also has videos out cooking wings on acid, and he's a nutter. He's a full. He's nutter. our kind of guy. <laughs> he's our kind of guy. I'd be best and he, friends and he with this. Very guy. much plays that in the show. In the show, he's not even. He's on the, the maintenance line. guy. He keeps, he keeps asking to be in the kitchen. He's not an employee. He like fixes their mixer, which is yeah, hilarious because everybody's mixer is always fucked. That when was the like AC a, breaks. Yeah, they call this. He guy. fixed the video game machine. It's, it's a it's a show about a small restaurant in Chicago that makes Italian beef sandwiches. That this one guy comes in after all this family trauma to try to um, add his flair as a world-class chef to this. And I've never, ever seen anything like this. This is the closest thing to being in a kitchen I've ever seen. I've worked on a line. I don't know if you guys have worked on a line. Yep. I've been on a line during fire, and it is one of the most anxiety-ridden, mm-hmm. gr- like, you the 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 level of gratefulness you do to get through the night like it's special it's like being in a foxhole that's why we call yeah. it war that's why escoffier said we're going to brigade this that's out. why it's a brigade it's a war yeah. and the the fact that they brought escoffier in the fact that they brought these these terms in i would have to stop the show and explain to rex what they're talking about I need this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. They they use lingo that nobody but somebody in a kitchen would know. And it is the most realistic, beautiful representation of what a chaotic piece of shit restaurant is. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love it. I, I suck it up like fucking mother's milk. I know I noticed beautiful. like weird little details like sitting in the fucking walk in, drinking water out of a court jug. Because oh, yeah. it's so hot. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Like There's, that's yo, real. We used to take yeah. our smoke breaks in the walk-in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or the new suit. We couldn't be outside. Sydney, the girl who comes in as like a there, there's an amazing she's, character, Sydney, who I love. Do you because, know who she is? No. She dude, she's a writer for what we do. Really? She's dude, homegirl. She's, she's amazing, amazing in that. Amazing. She, because we're kind of like she's our window into this world. We're seeing it kind of through her yeah. eyes because she goes yeah, in there. True, and true. when she shows in, she's basically like goes into this family restaurant. Well, she's CIA said the same people, trained. yeah, and had the the same people been working here forever. She's CIA trained. She knows who 
She knows who Carmen is. She so she wants Carmen to work is. with him. Yeah. And it's the only reason she's in that shithole. But like when she goes into the walk-in, when she's like, hey, I'm going to, and then it goes in and there and then just like, the she just immediately stock. breaks down. Well, there was at that one point, but when she first goes in there and just like has a moment to herself and like closes her eyes and looks defeated and like that. everybody front of house, back of house, you always just We've figure out a that. reason to go to the walk-in, to cry, to fucking do yeah, whatever. Everybody has. And a lot of front I, of house people will get this shit. There are certain things that they won't get, but if you've been in a restaurant for oh, long yeah. enough, you'll get the lingo even if you're so front of house. Restaurants constitute, I'm going to say 40% of revenue for most towns is just hospitality. Yeah. And what I mean hospitality is Restaurants, hotels, hotels, any service industry job, bars, you will get this. There is, there's a lot of in between lingo that you may not get the specific lingo, but the, the power that they generate through filming. They had one episode, which I brought to Sean's attention. That was one to contiguous shot. I haven't seen that one yet. Was that six or seven? It was like, yeah, some through four, but it, it makes you take pause and take breath on how important our service industry people are. That's all I'm saying. Yep. We're important. Yeah, dude. We make you eat. We give you a good time. You get out of your house. Don't treat us like shit. How many people can say Don't the best experiences like they've had growing up? Remember when we all went to blank and had that amazing dinner. Yes. We're making fucking lasting memories. And I say we, even though I'm not in the industry anymore, because no, I still, still feel like it. I am. You're still in We, it. as the restaurant industry, make lasting memories and we do such amazing work. So when little things go wrong every now and again, especially now when we're dealing with the largest yeah. labor crisis we've ever seen and price increases and insanity with inflation, just we're now asking for just a little watch this show little bit and give us a little bit of respect and give us a little cut us a little bit of slack now, now i will say with this show all the trauma that happens in one episode might have taken two weeks yeah in yeah real time yeah, true don't it's not like that every single day but no listen Look at the trauma that they're going through. Spread that out through two or three weeks. That's happening That's day absolutely in, day real. Out. That's absolutely real. They just condense it for effect. And I get that because it makes it more interesting. But every single thing these guys have done and been through, I looked at it and I was in fucking tears. Yeah. It was amazing. So many parts. They captured everything. Every Everything. piece of it. Man. Now, and now, so f- I feel the same way that you do. And yeah. I'm a little bit more removed from it now because I'm not stressed out day in and day out bartending or serving or running a line. Or so, are you? No, well, no. The social media part, I, the only, the most stressful part of my job with regards to restaurants is answering reviews. I fucking hate it, but I'm pretty fucking good at it. But what, the, the, to, to, to contrast all this, Yesterday was my wife's first day off in like four days. She works in a restaurant still. She's, you know, bartending and she's managing, right? So I'm like, you need to see this show. I'm like, you need to see this show. You'll fucking love it. So we start watching it. And at the end of the first episode, after the end of the first episode, she goes, I I get it. But like like all of my work shit is back. Like it's so real that like I can't, I don't want to spend my day off doing this. This might be something I like to watch after work or like, I like we'll that. figure out a time to watch this. But like today I can't binge this because I, I can't handle it. It was because it was still too fresh. The wound was still fresh. Cause yeah. every time we leave, we have a wound. Oh yeah. It's fucked, man. That's why we all and, drink so much after work and shit and hey, man. open our hearts. We How all, many times you told your life story? Drink. Like I, I've told shit that I should have told therapists to people who I worked on a line with after a shift. Right. 
just because that's you go through that shit. It's the it's a military, like you said, with the wife. It's, it's, it's a military. It's, you guys have shared trauma. Yeah. You went through some shit together. One hundred. So you're connected. It brings you together so fast. If you're a line guy and you work and you're a young kid, you're just learning the line. After eight months of doing that, you will feel like you've been in war with your brothers. Yep. And those are people you will never lose contact with. Yep. You will never not talk to because they are so important to you. It triggers a thing mm-hmm. in your body. And I've never been in war, ever. Bobby, were you, did you ever see combat? Te- technically. Yeah. Those people. Technically. No, you were well, like, he did. He did. you were, no, I know, but I mean, like, you were in the, don't, no. don't sell yourself short, man. You were, you know, you weren't shooting at somebody across. No, 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 yeah. no. But I've, I've hidden under a cot while yeah. the horns go off. Yeah. You got bombs falling around you and shit. But those yeah. people, yeah. those people you share that with are different people for you. Of course. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're different. Like, We're, look at Steamworks. It's crazy. Steamworks is one of the busiest restaurants in this fucking region, and working on that line is a fucking is war it's on war beast. on war. And I know kids. I remember when I was working there 10, 15 years ago, because I've been there working for them in some respect for fifteen years. Kids that came in there working there when they were in high school and on the line, and they still come in to this day once a week right. to drink and hang out. With other because, people that worked on that fucking line, because <laughs> it's such a it's a foxhole mentality. Foxhole, thank and you. That, and that's what this show, The Bear, watch it. Even if you've never been in the restaurant industry, you think we're crazy. You think we're crazy for feeling the way we do and acting the way we do. Watch that show. Yeah, and I know it's an exaggerated version of what's actually happened. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I've been through every single one of those I wouldn't say it's exaggerated. I wouldn't say it's exaggerated. It's, it's, it's condensed. It's condensed. For it's sure. condensed. You're right. You're right. It's condensed. This show, there's never been another show on television that is, or, or a cinema. You can talk about Chef and you can talk about. Burnt like, was a really burnt. good one. and Great. Awesome. This is boots on the crown, being in a kitchen. I've never seen anything like this. You want to know what it's like to work in a kitchen? Watch a show. And although it's exaggerated, watch a show. Are you sure you want to do this? Because this is what it is. Speaking of the bear, I haven't finished it. I haven't finished the season, but fire. When I knew what the show was about, right? So when the show opened, I couldn't help myself. For the layperson, for person who has never worked in a kitchen, when that move, when the show opens, it's like a dream sequence where our boy is like walking on that bridge to a literal bear in a cage. And the funny thing is, is like. The normal viewer will figure out what that means by the end, but I immediately knew what that fucking meant. I was like, that is what it's like trying to run a fucking restaurant. You have a crazy, angry bear in a cage, and you are going to walk up to it, and you're going to try to lift it up. You're trying to keep everybody fucked, especially when you're a CDC, a a chef de cuisine. You're trying to approach it like that's the guest. No, no, no. I'm saying that's the whole shebang. it's not the shebang. I figure that was your exec. Oh, is that's that Joel McHale? Exact. Is that Joel McHale? That's your boss. Because he's the CDC. And all though. you're doing is going backwards and slowly stepping, and you're hoping they don't growl. See, that's I was reading it, it as it was the restaurant it, no. as a whole, like the line no, as a whole. That's directly definitive of your executive chef. That's your yes chef. And you look at him, and you hope he doesn't step towards you. And when you do, you step back. 
Which is odd. Because I haven't gotten into the later episodes where, like, what happened. Because Joel McHale, by the way, plays, is the perfect asshole in everything. I fucking hate him. Sticking off. Like, but what I'm saying is, this is the closest thing to a restaurant experience you could ever feel by watching something else. That's it. It's gorgeous. So, guys, we love this show. We are running crazy long. Crazy long. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make an executive decision. We had a couple of songs picked out. We did. But I think nah. we're we're pretty long right now. Okay. So thank you're you the for the compliment. And we're uh, you know you're talking about you know talking about my hog right? You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. You're you know the executor up. of the estate. I am. Um, we try to end every episode, as you guys know, with a little bit of positivity. After all the nightmare fighting, drunken <laughs> bullshit. No, it's do. funny. My fucking face off is the reason I became a fucking gunfighter. No, it's <laughs> funny. Pearl of Wisdom is POW. POW. I'm just saying. 100%. We've never made the correlation. Um, I don't know if you guys have prepared any words, I've, but it is time. I always have prepared. To clutch our pearls of wisdom. Um, so. I don't have a ton to say because I'm actually finding myself in a moment where things are kind of going right. We'll talk on that. Which is not always the case. Talk on that. <laughs> um, as you guys know, I have been struggling with state governments for the last three years trying to get my life back together. Yes, sir. I get to have a driver's license. Hey! A real, I mean... Wait, what the fuck? Is it really taking this long with these fuckers? Oh, was it COVID? Don't ask. Okay, sorry. Everybody settle down. This is my moment. Um, (laughs) This is when I actually get to talk. (laughs) I love it. No, I just... uh, It's been a three-year process. I had an accident. As you guys know, that involved a tiny bit of alcohol. And it derailed my life for... Yes, it a did. long time and was maybe one of the most notorious episodes of the whiskey reel ever. It's it was one bad. episode. What about Bobbeth? It's one episode that I'm never going to archive because what about Bobbeth started the it was huge. the modern era of the yeah, whiskey reel. It, did, it, really, it really did. It was most interesting to our fans because it's me and you giving Bobby so much shit for not showing up. And then it's like, oh, shit, we're getting text. Oh. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was rough. Yeah. Uh, while you guys recorded that episode, I was mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> we, thought, we thought you died under somebody. Uh, yeah. Well, with all uh, dead, all there is to go through the pockets for loose change. So, anywho, I've gone through this process. It's not been the end of the world, but it's definitely, when you go through something like this, your self-esteem takes a giant kick in the dick. Fucking you right. start to devalue yourself and you live in shame Mm. you have a way of like not looking yourself in the mirror because you're like how the fuck did i do something so silly and so stupid i'm sorry you know what i mean i'm sorry you went through that i've lived with that a lot and then all of a sudden like things all of a sudden just culminated and it's like oh yeah on august 10th we're recording on the 22nd of june or july sorry <clears throat> August 10th, I'm going to be a grown Fuck boy yeah, again. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Um, I'm it, a real boy. It sounds it sounds stupid, but man, I know your struggle you've been through. 
Here's what's fucked Fuck, up, dude. bro. I'm so happy for you because like Thank you. you needed this. Thank you. Uh, on different levels. You I've, needed this. I will and say you've this. done great without it. Yeah. You've made do. I have as made it, do. As Which is tough to fucking like to do say. in this town with without like a driver's license with how with yeah, all the but clients it's not, you have. It's in not tra- LA. Don't get No, it it's not LA. You can still make it work. But LA also has public transportation that's but very legit. But my dude, if you want to go somewhere, you should be able to go somewhere as a grown ass man. Period. End of story. You can't take a road trip somewhere without like a buddy. Yeah. And to be clear, trip. like Let me I just go over there. I've had a driver's license, but I'm, a vehicle. I've been hesitant to use it because right, you get into trouble. Uh, you can blow yes, into your interlock and get a false positive. Yep. And if you get like three of them, you're fucked. They fuck you, and they yeah, add another man. six months, and then they add another yeah, six brother. months. Yeah, they don't so. take into account any of the like equipment failure. No. None of it. No, and they have some guy with no teeth fucking brother, install it for you. Brother, <laughs> you can drink a couple fucking like Red Bull. Yep. And pop. Yeah, it's um, stupid. It's stupid. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza oh, I didn't know that. makes you fucking blow positive. Go pizza. to Home Slice. Everybody, go to Home Slice Pizza, get a slice of pizza, and blow in your interlock. So it's funny. like You're saying is... that like there's not 100 people that do that already. I know. I know. <laughs> so like I say, this has been a three-year process, and the I'm girl- pr- I'm so happy for you, man. The girl gives me my paperwork, and she's like, just bring back your driving test. So I have a driving test. Oh, you have to August take the- day. Yeah. yeah. That's Hilarious. Less, that's literally the last Hilarious. Step. And she was like, and I'm like, man, yeah, not a day under three years. And she's like, honestly, she's like, you're getting your shit back yeah, way above average. Most That's people spend their up. time fucking up. And it's yep. all fucking, it's all money. It's all yep. money and bullshit. Let's be of honest. Of they want to tie is. you up in the system yep. as much yep. as possible. Yep. Yep. Nobody's surprised by that, but I'm happy for you, brother. Thank you. That's You're so awesome. You're getting your fucking shit back. Thank Get you. your life back, brother. Thank you. Can I Let's kiss go. you? Let's go. Like right on the mouth, like passionately and shit? No. <laughs> God damn it. We just had this crying game moment, and when I try to fucking... All right. Sean, do you have anything Do you have anything game. to say? Do, do, do. I should go last. Oh, oh, you got you something last? to say. I got some shit. Aaron. All right. I know you said yours was going to be very brief. Very brief. Well, so is mine. Little bitches, follow the, the yellow brick road. <laughs> it's you want to try hard. that again? <laughs> God damn it. Why do you always make me feel self-conscious? No, it's not your fault. It's hey, that you can't speak right. Shut your mouth. My mouth? I'll, sub- I'll shut my mouth all day. Little bitches, follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Elton John knows what's best for you. <laughs> follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road because there's barbiturates along the road. road. <laughs> Mine's gonna be pretty brief too. Okay. Um, we're in we're in interesting times right now where uh, inflation's fucking out of control. People, Worldwide, people like you way. and me who run small businesses are like, well, fucking now everything's expensive for us. But do we raise our hourly? Do we do all this? And when it comes to like running small businesses, I'm reminded of uh, one of my favorite philosophers. Some people call him a comedian, but I believe that all comedians to a degree are stand up philosophers. Thank you, Mel Brooks, for telling me that in History of the World Part One. It really changed the way I looked at comedians at the time. But Anytime you're feeling bad and you're thinking like, maybe I need to change something with my life. You remember one thing that John Mulaney was told by a beautiful lady on the street, eat ass, suck a dick and sell drugs. 